got a little news for you. It's the news update on Make It Rain. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Dane. I'm Alex Fasano with your Make It Rain news update. Guys, divisional round is here. Four games in the NFL. Feels like yesterday we were just starting the season. It's crazy how it all just time flies when you're betting on football and talking about (laughs) fantasy. It is unbelievable where we've gotten, but we'll get into that in just a little bit. Let's start with the association last night. Uh, after an emotional tribute video and cheers of MVP and roaring from the crowd, Russell Westbrook felt right at home. Well, he had a game high of 34 points and five assists in the Thunder uh, route of the Rockets, 113-92. Unfortunately, uh, the home team had something to say about that. Welcome back, Russell, but we're going to take it over and take the dub. Westbrook, again, had a game-high 34 points. Danilo Gallinari had 23 points, 11 rebounds. Nice double-double for him and the Thunder. And Shai Gilgis-Alexander, you guys were talking about him earlier in the show about this young mm-hmm. team and how talented they are. This guy is unbelievable. He had a 20 points uh, in the wind. Oklahoma City, guys, 13-6 and six at home now, so... You, got, you, you said Which it, Dane. Which way don't do they on, go? Don't sleep on these guys. Anything can happen I, uh, with these Yeah, guys but Alex, team. like, I think they know, right? Um, I think they know that they're not ultimately going to win the West. Sure, sure. And so the prudent move is to continue the rebuild, right? Mm-hmm. And for assets like, uh, you know, like a Gallinari, say, or, or like a, a Dennis Schroeder, you know, it may be prudent to sell. If there's a demand for that and they can keep on getting assets, Absolutely. it looks good. They're doing a lot of good stuff with what they have. Everyone thought they'd be at the bottom of the West, but they still shouldn't envision themselves as true contenders just yet. Yeah. But you know what? If they keep showing up like this and playing hard like this, the value for their assets are going to keep going sure. up. And that's, that's sure. a huge bonus for the Thunder um, with all these picks that they got uh, accumulated. Yeah. Um, but let's keep it going, guys. The 76ers taking down the Celtics, 109-98. Joel Embiid, you guys talking about it before, he's set to have surgery for a torn ligament in his left uh, hand, a finger on his left hand. He'll be reevaluated in one to two weeks. But I guess that inspired the 76ers because Josh Richardson showed up, 29.7 assists. Ben Simmons added 19 points and nine rebounds. On the other side for Boston, Kemba Walker, who received his first ejection ever in his career yesterday. He showed up, 26 points for him. Philly, Better than OKC, 18-2 and two at home now on the season. Philly, man, but you guys said it. Joel Embiid's a huge factor going into the playoffs. How much, uh, how, how much is he going to play? What's his health going to be like? Big questions uh, heading into the rest of the season, but that's a long way to go. And I have to mention, my boy, this is only a really only excuse to mention his name. Clippers ruled out Paul George for Friday's game uh, against the Warriors. He's tightness in his left hamstring, so uh, they play Denver on Sunday. They're uh, playing Cleveland on Tuesday, so maybe he shows up for them. But that provides an opportunity for Houdain to start in the lineup for the Clippers. Uh, I think Lou, our boy Lou Williams. Williams. <laughs> Alex, yeah. the problem is he gets too many starts. I know. It's 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 not good. <laughs> I'm excited to see him, though, on the court. You know what I mean? Uh, Alex, should we, should we actually pivot and bet Montrez Harrell for <sighs> sixth man of the year? I, I, I think it's a, it's a good pivot. Um, but I mean, we got to ride it out a little more. Like we said, we, wait for wait for the All Star break. We have to wait for the All Star break. We're F- still, still on Lou. We're I, still I, on. I, I can't I can't walk away from him. He's too he's too great. He's but too I'm, great. Al is also great for them. But I digress. Go we'll ahead. see. We'll check the values. Well, maybe we'll check the values in another day. Um, but but Lou Williams might get a couple of starts. Uh, for the Clippers, maybe tonight against the Warriors. Let's go to the NFL guys. Looking at the divisional game, specifically Vikings and the 49ers. Adam Thielen listed as questionable. He comes. This comes a day after getting stitches on his left ankle. He was injured at practice on Wednesday. He didn't practice at all on Thursday. And this is a quote from Adam Thielen on the situation. He said, 
It is what it is. At this point, you're just trying to figure out how to get out there on Saturday. That's my mindset. Do whatever it takes to get out there and help this team win. Uh, he obviously was the hero uh, in the wild card weekend. Huge play down to the one-yard line. But maybe this provides an opportunity for Stefan Diggs, whose uh, prop, by the way, I think is 67 and a half uh, receiving yards uh, this weekend. So Interesting. Um, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe I want to throw something on there um, with Thielen being out. Uh, or they might just run with Dalvin Cook. But we'll see what happens. Um, let's go to the other side of the field for the 49ers. You were talking about it uh, before the top of the hour, Joe. They will get four key players uh, back onto their defense. Safety, Jaquiski Tart. Defensive end, D. Ford. Guard, Mike Person. And linebacker, Quan Alexander. Now, Ford is on the injury report as questionable, but they'll do some pregame reps with him, evaluate him, and see what's there. But he should be good to go uh, on Saturday. But Quan Alexander is interesting because he's been on the IR this whole time. And they're going to activate yeah. him. This is a torn pec injury that he went to the IR for. That's a six-month injury. He's coming back a little over two months so he probably will be limited in his workload. That's what uh, Coach Shanahan was saying. Um, but it's still a boost to the defense. You know, your leader is out there, a definite game changer. So it'll be uh, it'll be nice to have Quan Alexander for the 49ers there. Hey, Alex, also it looks like D. Ford yes. may make a return for the San Francisco 49ers, the pass rusher coming back mm-hmm. from a hamstring injury. He's listed as questionable. He hasn't played since week 11. And yeah. Joe's talked about the kind of decline of this defense. D. Ford getting pressure on one side with Boza on the other. That's a huge potential boost. Absolutely. 100%. Night. D. Ford will be evaluated pregame, but he, again, should be good to go against the Falcons. Uh, Falcons the Vikings. Vikings, 49ers, Titans, Ravens, Texans, Chiefs, and Seahawks, and the Packers. That's your divisional round. I'm going to kick it back to the crew on Make It Rain, helping you win some cash for the weekend. The Sports Grid Network. Remember the class where I taught y'all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, guys, here we go. Final hour here on this uh, Friday as we get ready for a uh, for the weekend, uh, the final big weekend of uh, football here. National championship game on Monday, two tomorrow, two on Sunday in the NFL for the divisional matchups, and uh, it is going to be epic however we do also have some uh, some lopsided uh, lines here where really the only game that appears to be uh, close according to the betting markets is uh, is certainly the Seattle and Green Bay game and that number continues to hover around the four and a half but you do have uh, double digits here in two games you got at least a touchdown and a third uh, with the it uh, looks like seven, pretty much consensus. I'm seeing a seven and a half, too, as well for uh, San Francisco at home with Cousins. Uh, Tennessee, as that number continues to rise at 10, uh, I'm even seeing a 10 and a half. And, of course, on Sunday so far, a lot of 10s back up on the board uh, there, nine and a half and 10s for Mahomes taking on Watson. And then uh, the Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson battle there Sunday night is the only one within a, a touchdown there at four and a half. I am seeing some fours there and the totals continue. Uh, the totals went up in the Houston game. The totals are creeping up in the Seattle game, the Tennessee game. They're going the other way and they're going the other way in the Minnesota game, too. And I and I do think there is a. Uh, uh, I do think there's a possibility that sneakily the Minnesota San Francisco game might have more points than people think. Uh, but I'm fairly certain the Houston Kansas City game is heading in the right direction. Opened up at 48 and a half. 
and I'm seeing 51s in uh, in a lot of places. So that would not surprise me, but uh, I know there's a lot of folks that feel maybe Green Bay and Seattle might uh, might find themselves in an unusual shootout as well, but that number uh, continues to creep down a little bit. So for the most part, the early adjustments, uh, I think today and tomorrow, we talked about it uh, right up to kickoff with the limits. I can't right. wait to see where it's where it goes today. from here, Dane. Where does it go from here? <laughs> the uh, limits go up, and the more up. public teams become even bigger favorites, and the totals yes. all go up. You know yes. that's what it'll, happens, Joe. It'll be easier to tell where the um, where the pros are going to go here once this. Uh, if we see a significant move, <laughs> it ain't going to be the twenty dollar better who got paid today. I can promise you that. It's a suitcase of cash guy. Here, Joe. Talk about it. Yep. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. All right, let's get ready for these uh, games here as divisional rounds will start tomorrow. We've got uh, four games, final eight teams to decide who will be in Miami at the end of the month and who will be, of course, Super Bowl champion, the best team in the NFL for the 2019 uh, season. And uh, for those of you that uh, might be uh, trend betters, those of you that uh, that love the um, the numbers and love the, uh, you know, what we're looking at here, not necessarily, um, an end all be all situation for some guys. That's what they live and die by. But, uh, for others, there are certainly some, uh, some numbers and some trends you need to be aware of and factor it into your decision-making on which way that you are going to go here. And, uh, you know, especially when it deals with, Things like quarterback experience this time of year, sure. um, underdogs, historical value, bye week, coaching, you know, those types of things. Some of the foundations of making smart and profitable investing decisions start with having a pretty good understanding of uh, what the numbers are and what we do know. For instance, we do know that during the season, teams on a bye week. Okay, we do know that uh, the bye week is looked at from a betting public standpoint, Dane, as a good thing that uh, teams do it and uh, teams that are coming off a bye. We often think about that. This is uh, this is good news. Uh, and for the most part, you know, there, it is It'll, injuries, depending on when it is during the uh, year, that kind of thing. But as a whole, when you look at the regular season, teams coming off a bye. 277, 250, and 15, 52% against the number. So it's not exactly been uh, an automatic play or an automatic fade. They are just right around that 52%. So a little, very, very, very little profit there. However, in the divisional rounds now, when we take a look this time of year in January, when you have teams that fight for that number one or two seed and then they get the buy, They've gone 27, 36, and 1, 42% against the number. 
And of those 64 total teams that have failed to cover, they've done so by an average margin of almost two points. So they get even worse, Dane, the numbers when you start looking at favorites, right? Favorites coming off of, you know, having this bye week, all right? Number one or two seeds, 24, 36, and one, 40%. Um, If you're laying a touchdown or more in a game and you had a bye week in this round, you are looking at 12, uh, and and I believe, let me just double check here, we're talking Baltimore, Kansas City, and San Francisco. That's the case of three of the four. That's three Three of the four four, right? 12, yes. 20, and 1, 37.5%, missing the mark by uh, by close to four points every time. So what does that tell us? Well, it tells me that the markets are completely overvaluing the bye week and the number one and two seeds. I mean, that's the big takeaway there is that do not bet on a team simply because they have a one next to it, a two next to it, or the fact that, oh, they – they had the buy. They're going to be rested. Uh, yeah, that's great. And again, we're not talking winning. We are right. talking that's an important against distinction. the number. Right. This is a yes. old, strictly against the number. And what it tells you, and what at least what it tells me is that the books understand how overreactionary the yep. public is, and how they are going. They're shading the lines towards the favorites to begin with. So it should be no shock that. Yeah, the betting public looks at, oh, well, there are a number of Baltimore. There were one seed. Kansas City, they had a buy. They put two, one place six, two plays five. They've got to win. They know this. And it's gotten actually, it's gotten worse uh, over the last couple of years because of how significant and how popular the favorites have become because of the buy. But the value, it lies in the dogs, Dane. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The value lies in the dogs. Not saying winning the game, but covering right. the game. These guys are double-digit dogs uh, in these spots for a reason, and it's because the books know they're going to hammer Lamar Jackson. They're going to hammer Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that makes complete sense to me, Joe. Um, And we've been talking about some of these numbers all week long, and what I keep on hearing is that they, the favorites, right, it seems like Mm -hmm. they win outright about two-thirds of the time, but they cover the number only like one-third of the time. Terrible. Okay, and that is a big-time gap, especially – you know, Joe, it makes sense to me also. If you're talking about a double-digit spread, right, this is the playoffs. The actual football team does not give a damn about Mm -hmm. covering the number. Joe. Right. You know what I mean? They care. And especially if it's a nine point spread, they are not trying to win by 10. They're trying to win Mm -hmm. the game. So even in the game flow and the way they play, right, they might be up by six, but they're running the ball. They're not trying to cover the number, you know? And so that makes sense to me also. And when you talk about this being in play here for three games, Mm -hmm. um, these numbers that you're saying make me feel good, Joe, because of mm-hmm. those three games where the scenario fits here, I only think one of the three wins and covers. So I like the points in two of them. I like the yep. favorite to cover in one of them. So that seems to be in line with the data you're providing. Yeah, yeah. It's a, And again, guys, no, it's not any end-all, be-all situation, although we right. would highly recommend you do not simply bet a team because they had a buy or because they are a one seed. Just ask the Saints. Uh, but the Vikings, Texans, and Titans, all underdogs of at least seven points or more heading into this weekend, guys. Those teams since 2003, against the number, have gone 36, 24, and 1. 60% have covered. That's a 60% coverage rate. That's pretty darn uh, impressive. Also pretty darn uh, profitable 
Uh, but also keep in mind, we have a unique situation tomorrow, Dane, with Minnesota, who played the first game Sunday. Now yeah. they're going to play the first game Saturday. It hasn't happened often in the playoffs, but when it has, those teams have gone four and five against the number since 2003. So it's not, it's a useless sample size, but it's intriguing to understand that we have seen it before. It's kind of unique that A, they advanced, but B, that they, the scheduling worked out where they got screwed out of an extra day uh, of practice during the week. So Keep that in mind. It hasn't been profitable uh, for teams like the Vikings, but it sure as hell has been profitable to back guys like Harbaugh and Reed off of bye weeks, uh, Dane. These guys are two of the three most profitable bye week coaches since 2003 in the league. 119 coaches since 2003 have had bye weeks. Harbaugh is 9-3, 6-2 at home. Reed is 11-6, 6-3 at home. Now, Shanahan's only been a head coach a couple of years, three years now, he's one and two and LaFleur, uh, well, he's 0-1 this year after the bye. So obviously we know Andy Reid, we know Harbaugh, you give these guys extra time to prepare their team, they yeah. take care of it. They they are very profitable to back. And again, those two are against the number, not uh, just winning the game outright. But I, Kyle Shanahan is five, I believe, um, Kyle Shanahan's five eleven and one against the really? number as a favorite. He's five eleven and one numbers? as a favorite. You got any numbers and outright in that situation, like after the bye? Because honestly, Joe, my my, well, I don't know, my two, twelve two, yeah, twelve one two three, yes, about seventy percent. Okay, outright, but because that's. For me, I thought San Francisco, and especially we talk about the bye, and we're going to have Lorenzo Neal coming on pretty soon. And this is one of the things I want to ask him. A, from the player standpoint, do you like Mm -hmm. having the bye, the gift and the curse of the bye? But what do we know about Shanahan, Joe? He's a great play caller, right? Mm -hmm. So to me, for a guy like Shanahan, having an extra week, I would think would be a really good thing. Right. And and I'm – go ahead, go ahead. No, it's – Yes, but sometimes guys that you know they it's overthink. Uh, yeah, they overthink. The, yeah, they get you know yeah. they overthink the room. Guys, uh, you, you know guys like. But and Shanahan, Shanahan by the way, has just caller. not been. He, this is the first really great team that he has had. So I kind of take those numbers with a grain of salt. Although his old man was one of the least profitable coaches coming off of. Biden, he doesn't get credit seen. for the Atlanta teams because he was the OC. Right. No, because right. the OC right as a head. Yeah. Coach. So right, as right, a right. head coach. So um, here's what I'll say, and I have this in my DFS lineup, Joe. We'll talk to Drew Dinkmeyer and stuff. Tell me if you like, and I know this is a narrative, mm-hmm. but I like Debo Samuel this week. Because with more time to game plan and scheme, yeah. a guy like that, Debo, they're going to yep. find some weird ways to use him, I think, on uh, yep. Saturday. I think he's going to be involved. By the way, 24 and 16 against the number is a dog. Interesting. Yep. Debo Probably. Samuel is this team's like Taysom Hill kind of guy, and I think yeah, they're going to use him in that way. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more.
right, hopefully we'll get Lorenzo Neal here uh, to join us. Uh, of course, uh, Lorenzo uh, played a uh, played a few years there in the NFL. I'd say uh, so. Also covers the uh, covers the uh, San Francisco 49ers in the Bay Area as he does host. Uh, he hosts the show on 95-7, the game in San Francisco. And that's the first matchup tomorrow with Minnesota and the San Francisco 49ers. And, uh, you know, the it, it's interesting, Dan, when you look at this year alone, and I think it continues to move in that direction, uh, especially with the advent of, of some technology and things along those lines. Home field advantages meant less and less, especially this right. year when you think about the numbers that we have talked about all throughout the year, we had situations where road dog, look at that road team, oh, road team yeah. cover road, another road team, road team wins outright. I mean, this year it was every week, like road teams dominated this year. And you and I have talked about it throughout the season going, is there really home field advantage anymore? I mean, how little does me, because it used to be, uh, guys can't hear. It's always good. The right. la- the twelfth man, the twelfth man speaker. Look at Seattle, better team on the road than they actually have been at home, and they were supposed to have the greatest home field advantage. Right. But I think the technology aspect of it, the different, uh, the signs now, those types of things. Right. Is it easy? No, but it's not what it used to be. So I think that also plays a role heading into these, you know, divisional rounds where they had a buy in their home. Well, okay. So all year long, that hasn't proved to be an edge one way or the other. It seems to have actually not really, not really certainly helped from the betting perspective where, yeah, I got to take this team because, you know, they're on it. No, it's, it's not what it used to be in the NFL anymore. Um, I agree with you, Joe. The one linchpin I'll put into this one is that because three of the four teams uh, won on the road last week, They are now doing back-to-back road games, okay? Minnesota on the road, back-to-back weeks. Tennessee on the road, back-to-back weeks. Seattle on the road, back-to-back weeks. And I will, I gotta still believe that that will grind on you eventually. You know, back-to-back road games may be tougher, so I'm leaning towards some of those home teams. And I gotta believe that a home crowd in a playoff atmosphere is different than randomly on week six. Um, So those are the two counterpoints I would have for you. But the regular season numbers do support that. I just wonder, Joe, it's not easy to go on the road two weeks in a row. Well, but again, if you have a problem getting up to go on the road in the playoffs, uh, you're not winning anyway. So it doesn't really make a damn bit of difference. If you're saying, hey, week seven and eight in the season, we got to go back to back road games. Yeah, all right. It's the damn playoffs. There is the divisional round. So the fact that you played on the road last week, Congratulations, guys. I don't think anybody in there cares one way or another in any no, no of those locker rooms. Here. No one's yeah, shedding no, a tear and, for you, and, and it's I don't damn playoffs. It's I get be, it. From the standpoint of it being road-weary, I, I don't see that at all. I think these guys are just going to be as pumped up as they'd ever be. And from what we've seen all year long, not even just this year, over the last couple of years, home games have meant less and less. And there's a reason why we're given numbers of teams that – theoretically should be more than a touchdown favorite. You know, they're the better team. They're home. They're rested. Yeah, that doesn't mean it's meant crap from a betting perspective. Uh, in a lo- it hasn't meant anything in a long time. It's actually been one of the most least profitable things to use or to analyze and say, well, because they had a buy, you know, they're rested and they're home. 
and they didn't have to travel. I mean, this is the divisional round. There's a good chance any team that has played uh, in the divisional round and played the favorite, they've had to travel back-to-back, and these numbers still hold true. So I don't know that, uh, you know, being road-weary is going to be an issue. I think what's going to be an issue is the fact that people will continue to look at the 49ers and Green Bay. The only team to me in the NFL that's that's left that has a true advantage, especially this time of year, would be Green Bay and Lambeau because when is the last time you've seen Aaron Rodgers or the Green Bay Packers throw up on themselves in this spot? And I think yeah. that's really it. Like Tom Seattle's, Coughlin beat them, right? Up right, there not the same with rose, rosy cheeks that that game. Well, there's listen. There's a reason why you look at the numbers of Aaron Rodgers and Lambeau sure. versus the road guys. It's night and yeah, day. Yeah. So he is. There is a home field advantage in Green Bay. I think that is still holds true. I'm not buying it any place else. And Seattle is the perfect example. That was the end all be all determining. Fa- Are they in Seattle? Oh, the 12th man. 12th man don't mean squat anymore at this particular point. Certainly don't mean anything to helping Russell Wilson because we've seen them blow games with the 12th man in their ear. So uh, I don't buy. I don't know what kind of San Francisco. I don't know in Santa Clara. What, how what about Arrowhead, Joe? That? What about Arrowhead? They, and again, another perfect example, Kansas City scores less at home than they do on the road. Like, they are worse statistically at home than they are on the road. That's why it's kind of, you know, what is up is down, it seems to be happening here, where teams, for whatever reason, just seem to be more comfortable or play, I guess, maybe less distractions. I don't, you yeah, know, the maybe. fans are worried about getting 10 tickets at yeah. will call. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Because the fans just aren't, yeah. I guess, the factor that they used to be. They're going to be riled up in Arrowhead one way or the other, but that doesn't stop Andy Reid's teams from scoring four points less every time they play yeah. there. I, yeah, the numbers you give are correct, Joe. I will want the, – the one caution I have on this, and I know, listen, this is Sports Grid. The name of the show is Make It Rain, right? A lot of the stuff you're saying, though, is against the spread as opposed to outright. You know what I mean? So we're in the playoffs. They're just trying to survive in advance. Yet we're laying this extra layer of against the spread. And I know we're a gambling show. So, of course, we're doing that, right? But remember, these teams do win the game outright like 65 70% of the time. They just don't cover that much. So I, 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 I do want to put that context in there. Everything you're saying, I, I'm with, Joe. But remember, they're trying to survive in advance. They're not trying to cover the spread. Again, it's, you know, the money is green to me one way or the other. So I, I'm good whether they advance or not. But Andy Reid doesn't care about wonderful. that. You know what but I mean? We also know that this time of year as well, we also know from past experience, there's four games this weekend, guys. One of them is going to, one home team is going to lose. Without yeah. a doubt, one team is going to lose. It's yep. not going to be a four-game sweep. If everything holds true, which is what it's been doing now, um, there is going to be an upset this weekend. Who it is? Is it going to be a team that's uh, – is it one of the three teams getting more than a touchdown? It Could it be? I mean, the, the number would tell you it's probably Seattle because they're the ones that are closest in the spread. But I caution you on the spread. Those yep. numbers are inflated big time because they know what the public is – Aaron Rodgers, like Aaron Rodgers at home. And I think this should be a little bit more, in fact, to uh, to Aaron Rodgers. But – the love for Russell Wilson and how could you give Russell Wilson points on the road? 
It's a little overwhelming, Dane. I think of all the this should be closer to six, six and a half than anything else. I think that's how much better Green Bay could be over uh, this Seattle team at this point. Especially, I think they're the healthiest team left in the in the league right now. Are they not? Yeah, you know, I agree with that, Joe. I like Green Bay. We were going through them earlier in the week. You and I both said if we were going to pick a dog to kind of win outright, we we kind of got a sneaky feeling about Tennessee, right? Yeah. And I think I was I like Green Bay. I like Green Bay. I'm going to lay the number with Green Bay. I think right now this banged-up Seattle team is not a good matchup for Green Bay. That that Seattle offense, like everyone's going to be worried about Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. And I Mm -hmm. understand that those are the names on the marquee, and rightfully so. Okay, but this Seattle offensive line continues to be banged up and an issue. We've been talking about Preston and Zadarius Smith all year long for Green Bay. I think they're a good pass rushing combo that gets under respected. Joe, just like the Kansas City defense we've been talking about is improving, evolving. This Packers defense is improving and evolving. And I think that. Guys like Jair Alexander and Adrian Amos in the secondary can prevent the DK Metcalf breakout over the top. I think this is a bad matchup for a banged-up Seattle team. I agree with you. I wouldn't have this as the lowest spread on the board. Yeah, here's what I would say. If these two teams were 100% healthy and at full straight, I do think this game is a field goal, two and a half, three points. I, I will say that. I think it's. A hell of a lot closer to three than it is where it is right now. But that's not the situation. Right. That's not the situation. If I'm making a case for Green Bay in this game, right? I'm making the case that number one, I've got a Seattle team that absolutely as the season progressed down the stretch, faded. They went yep. 0-3 and 1 against the number. They they statistically blew the doors off a completely banged up Philadelphia Eagles team with a backup 40-year-old quarterback, and yet Dane still only won 17 to nine Josh in the nail had a chance that, in the fourth that quarter. That still <laughs> came down to it. So, you know, if I'm making the case for Green Bay, I'm saying I'm pointing that out. Like this has been one of the most yes. fortunate, lucky teams all year. Seattle winning these one-score games. If I'm making the case for Seattle, I'm saying, listen, guys. We're talking about a Packers team here that has not ranked on either side of the ball in the top 20 in any category against a mediocre middle-of-the-road schedule all year. And the fact that you want to give me, Russell Wilson, four and a half points in this game, you want to give me more than a field goal? Hell yeah, the value is there. Give me the underdog. So I can see it from both sides. I just think that in Lambo, this is back to my point about home field, I definitely, and I said it, you want to get it means more to Green Bay, I think, than anybody else because of Aaron Rodgers' comfort there and the fact that Lambeau is not an easy place to play. Ask Russell Wilson, Dane, he's never won there ever. Yeah, and here's the other thing honestly, you know, again, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, those are the names, mm-hmm. Joe. Yep. The Green Bay defense is so much better than the Philly defense, especially on the back end, especially in the secondary. I think this is a huge difference. And remember, Travis Homer, Beast Mode, that's nice. But they're not equipped, in my opinion, to exploit the weakness of the Green Bay defense, which is against the run. I I think it's a really bad matchup. I really do. I like Green yep. Bay. But it's one game, and it's, you know, experience you know. matters. And Russell Wilson but I- can pull... 
imminent rabbits out of his hat. Yep. I get and it. I think home field matters in this game more than yeah. any other game on the board this Green week. Bay I think defense. this is the one you'll see it. Yep. This one you'll see the difference. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Did we not get uh, Lorenzo? Did he uh, not answer in his phone, or what's the uh, Lorenzo? He's, he's on the treadmill. On he's yeah, on the he's treadmill, on, he's bro. On the treadmill. He's, he's on the treadmill. He's on the treadmill. He's on the treadmill. Yeah, he wasn't happy with that at all. <laughs> um, all right, not a problem. We got this. We can uh, we can cover. Oh, we got plenty we got of games some, to discuss. Uh, we got a uh, few more games here to discuss and get you guys uh, ready to be able to profit here this weekend. Plus. Also want to let you guys know uh, the NHL season and the All-Star game just around the corner here, January 25th in St. Louis. Kind of marks yeah. that uh, that first half of the season. Gone second half coming up, so we'll have plenty of hockey coming up as well. And uh, if you want to light the lamp, uh, there's still time to do it. You can do so on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season. Simply join DailyRoto.com and learn from the very best daily fantasy sports players. Now get updated fantasy hockey projections. For NHL DFS, get the line combinations and the build stacks for tournaments using the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. So if you're playing Daily Fantasy Hockey right now without utilizing DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION. Get yourself a 10% discount. That promo code ACTION. Get that 10% discount. And remember that DailyRoto.com, it is where millionaires are made. And as we uh, made the case for both the uh, for both teams there, both Seattle and Green Bay in that game, we can do the same for let's talk about Kansas City and Houston, for instance, on Sunday here, Dame, where you when you compare these two teams, you've got Houston. um, Where do they fall in as far as rankings? Well, Houston's got the number 13 defense, the number 28 defense. I'm sorry, the number 13 offense. 28 in defense. Worst defense. The number the seven playoffs. schedule. Yeah, the number seven schedule this year. So they played the seventh toughest schedule in the league this year. Houston did. They finished um, uh, obviously, and then of course winning in overtime. Let us not forget that last week. Kansas City six in offense, 17 in defense, and they had the number 15. So they were kind of right in the middle. Uh, kind of middle of the road uh, schedule. They were also plus eight in the turnover margin. Now I will say this: clear edges to me for Kansas City from a coaching standpoint, from yep. a defensive standpoint. Yep. So there's a lot of places where I give them. Now I will give a little adjustment here because of the fact that they Houston is more battle tested because of the schedule they've had this year, but. Let us not forget this defense. It may be number 17 on the year, guys, but this was a defense, might I remind you, at the end of the year. They won New at New England 23-16, to 16, right? They've only allowed mm-hmm. three points to Denver and Chicago the next two weeks. Not exactly mm-hmm. offensive juggernauts. I give you that. But we're talking about a team that went 5-0-1 against the number in its last six games this year, and a lot of that had to do because of the defense. So... 
to me, what you've got here with this nine and a half and 10 now at a lot of places is I think the, the public's going to continue to hammer Kansas City here. Going to just continue to hammer them. I do believe you will begin to see some buyback in a lot of places, Dane. Once this gets to okay. 10, maybe even 10 and a half, you'll start to see the pros come back and buy it down because double digits, again, final eight, Houston, Deshaun Watson, there's value in getting double digits in this particular game. But if you're going to make a case for Kansas City, you've got to consider that they just played an entire extra quarter last week, really, in essence, mm. to beat Buffalo in overtime, right? Sure. They um, um, they also didn't exactly do great against some of the elite teams. I think they lost uh, in November. Didn't they lose to the Tech? They got blown out by Baltimore, I think. Um, yep. It was like 41-7. Remember that game? Like We, yep. saw, we were expecting Deshaun Lamar, and it was like, oh, crap. This was over yeah. before it started. So I, I get Kansas City. I get why the number's where it's at. But like you said, if we're going to make the case for Houston, it's all about Deshaun Watson, is it not? I mean, he's he's not going to go right. away. And as long as he's there with those weapons on the outside, they've Chance. got a absolute opportunity to keep this game within one score. So it just depends on which side of the fence you're going to fall and who right. you believe in more. Again, Outright and against the number are two very different things. Two totally different things. Exactly correct. Right? So, first of all, Joe, I mean, I'm a broken record here. I've been one of these people talking about the Kansas City defense for the last two months, Joe, right? Right. So, the idea that that improving defense is a big part of it, you're preaching to the choir. You talked about them being 17th in the league in defense. Joe, like, that's up from, like, 31st last year. You know what I mean? For some teams to get to average is an incredible achievement, especially when you got Patty Mahomes on the other side. Joe, yes, Deshaun Watson keeps you live, but Patty Mahomes cancels that out, in my opinion, right? Because they both are doing that. And and we talked about the defense. We talked about Andy Reid off the bye. I told you I am worried about the offensive line and Deshaun Watson. They got sacked seven times last week, Joe. That's crazy, all right? Mm -hmm. And here's the one other thing. Here's the one other thing. And interestingly enough, Joe, if we talk about Tennessee, I'm going to say the same exact thing. You know what one of the critical things when we were recapping the Texans-Bills game of last week was? One of the hugest points we made was that the Houston defense held the Bills to field goals in mm-hmm. the second quarter and early in the third quarter, right? They had three field goals to keep it to 16 nothing instead of letting them really get out away. Do you think, do you trust, Joe, that in those situations they will hold Andy Reid, Patty Mahomes, and the Kansas City Chiefs to field goals? I don't. Mm. Well, and again, that's the decision you guys are going to have to make is even if even if the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, get out into a big lead here, let's say, you know, by two touchdowns, the the question you have to answer yourself is, do I trust DeAndre Hopkins? Do I even Deshaun Watson? Do I trust that in the fourth quarter? They have enough in the, yeah, enough in a tank to be, they're not going to quit. So do you trust them enough to be able to go? Do you think Andy Reid cares whether he wins by 11 or six? No, right? So (laughs) that's what you've got to come down to and figure out, say, is this going to game going to get so out of hand that it doesn't make a difference what Deshaun Watson does? Or do you think this game, even if you think it's within two touchdowns, three, three scores, let's even. 
Right. Do you think in the fourth quarter, in the five minutes, do you trust them to be able to be quick enough, quick hitting enough to score a couple of empty netters? Yeah. That's your answer, and that's your play then right there, guys. Because mm-hmm. you can take Kansas City on the money line if you want. You know, there's other options to do, which we'll get into, of course, uh, tomorrow action. and Sunday. We'll go into all of those plays at uh, Pro yeah. Football today, guys. But you've got to, on the surface, figure out where where your comfort level is for Deshaun Watson saying, all right, they're down 14 going into yeah. the fourth quarter. How much do you trust that uh, they'll have enough in the tank and be able to get yeah. it within one score? Because that's ultimately what it's going to come down to. Uh, so that's, that's a little easier. That, I mean, that's Would a little outright- easier, that game. Yeah. Winning outright and covering double digits are going to be very different. Yes, the back door could be open. Yes, the Kansas City pass defense can be had. Two quick things on this one, uh, Joe. One, Kenny Stills and Will Fuller, both limited practices listed as questionable. For the DFS world out there, if one of them is inactive and the other one goes, I think it's a good value, Joe, for the uh, for DFS, for whether it be Fuller or Stills, because we all know about Diop in the way we think this game is going to happen, right? If we think Kansas City has a working margin, Fuller or Stills will be very important. I think either one of them could be a good DFS value. And Joe, I'm going to be contrarian here. I like the under in this game. Mm. I just, I, I, you know, everybody thinks this is going to be a shootout, Joe. I don't know. I believe in the Kansas City defense. I believe mm. in this Kansas City defense has given up something like 10 points a game to close out the season. I believe mm. that there could be a change in tendencies. They could, I mean, I don't know that this game gets there, Joe. I'm going to be contrarian and go under for this one. Yeah, I could, uh, I would also tell you too, there is a, um, there is a revenge factor in this game here, guys, because uh, this Houston team did go on the road in Foxborough and beat this same Kansas City Chiefs team earlier this year. So when you factor that into the numbers, uh, Andy Reid's uh, situation uh, gets even even more ridiculous as uh, yeah. as a profitable coach in a and even same season revenge, guys, same season revenge, which Second is what around. we have here. Yeah, 55-39-5, and five, 59% in the postseason over the past 20 years. So teams normally that have lost earlier on now have an opportunity to take. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been pretty profitable. And you mentioned, of course, the, uh, the Tennessee game. And, you know, this is a game with Baltimore. I get it, Dane. I, I understand what's going on here. I know the media has... Yeah, making it seem like, uh, you know, Derrick Henry just ran for 500 yards over New England. He has revolutionized the game of right. football. He is a look. I get it. Jim right. Like, I, no, I, get it. I, I get it. You know what I mean? But the reality Campbell. is when you look at these two teams statistically, let's just say even from a schedule standpoint. Right. When you look yeah. at the season and a body to work, Tennessee had the number 23 schedule. Baltimore had the number 22 guys. So when you take that into consideration that these both, both these teams played below average teams all year, uh, one team is the best team in football. The other team had to win a game in week 17 in order to be able to make it in. So when you look at it from that standpoint, combine home field advantage, Harbaugh, bye week, um, I get it. I understand why they're a double-digit favorite. If I'm going to make the case for Kansas, uh, for Tennessee, it's going to be, can they get pressure on Lamar Jackson? 
Yep. And is Ryan Tannehill capable of throwing touchdown passes in garbage time, like we've seen, in order to be able to to cover if this game gets a little out of hand? Do you trust, much like Deshaun Watson, do you trust if the game starts to get away, do you trust A.J. Brown? Because Tannehill has done nothing but that since he's taken over. So I think that really has to be where you draw the line. What do you trust more to happen? What do you trust less? I... I don't think this game is going to get out of hand, Joe. I don't think this game is going to get out of hand. I really don't. I think mm. they're going to lead with, you know, like we said, Henry and all that stuff to try to have this be a knockdown drag out style of fight. I think mm-hmm. the great, uh, you know, the rain could be an equalizer in this one also, Joe. Okay. Now I love Lamar. Lamar's the MVP of the league, right? I'll tell you what, Joe, with a questionable Mark Ingram and a questionable Mark Andrews, if I'm Tennessee, Mm. I'm putting 9, 10, 11 men in the box, cover zero, and I'm saying, Lamar, consistently beat me in the rain with your arm without your security blanket, Mark Andrews, at 100%. That's the Mm. way I'm going at it. I'm putting 10 men in the box, Joe. I'm trying to take away the run. I'm trying to force Lamar to beat me with his arm in the rain in his first playoff start. That's my way of going about it. If he does, then I tip my cap to the MVP. But I don't think this is going to get out of hand, Joe. I really, really don't. But Ryan Tannehill has shown that, yes, he can throw the ball if need be. I think this is a lot closer. Second playoff game, by the way. He got his ass handed to him by uh, by the Chargers last oh, year. Oh, yeah. So he, he's Second already 0 around. for 1. Yeah, Fair he's enough. already yeah. 0 for 1. So, and they adjusted, I, right? They put all the safeties right. at the linebacker position, that sort of and stuff, you take, to listen, take away you Lamar. you got to take that into consideration because I can promise you, if you don't think Rabel hadn't picked up the phone already and called a dude he knows pretty well and Bill Belichick and said, hey, um, what did you see? What What do you think we can do differently? What do we here? do? Rabel yeah. is is of that tree, guys, and he is of he is of that guy of, all right, how do we get guy, how do we make him uncomfortable, much like the Chargers did last year, guys. They took him, you know, that game two weeks or a week prior was a total, everyone's like, oh, they my God. They forced the ball to him with the arm. That's, do they have the horses to do it? That remains to be seen. But you still have to rely upon if the game gets out of hand, Tannehill's got to make plays for you late to cover. Do you trust him? We'll get the picks coming up here next day as we head into the weekend. Final big weekend, football. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Guys, it's been a hell of a week here. Going to be even a crazier weekend uh, morning after uh, coming your way here just after the top. We'll continue the uh, the NFL, of course, national championship talk. Want to remind you, uh, Pro Football Today will be available all weekend long as we uh, set it up for you guys. Uh, two games uh, tomorrow, two games on Sunday. And, yeah, uh, Dane, it's, uh, we've kind of broken them down. It's pretty simple in layman's terms. We know 
you can make the case for everybody in the final eight over Fair here. Enough. You really, really can. And uh, it is important to remember, guys, that it's a big difference between winning the game and covering right. the game. And right. uh, there is so a lot of you that might be tuning in who are new to sports investing. Uh, number one, welcome. But number two, it is uh, it can certainly the numbers are there. The spreads are there for a reason. Right. And so the trick is, all right, if you want to have to put less money out in order to make money, uh, then those things that we broke down for you as far as which side and what you got to believe in, the the picks are rather easy, depending on which side of the fence you lie on in those comments. So double-digit games here, Dane, from a spread perspective, because I think we all agree the four favorites here, guys, should win. The four favorites should win outright, right? They, uh, their history tells us one won't, but they should. So the double digit dogs this weekend, Dane, which one of them do you like to cover the most? Um, none of them. I like the NFC. I like both NFC teams favorites to cover the number. I like both AFC teams. I'll take the points. So, so you I'll like Tennessee to cover more than Houston. I'll take the so points with both of them. Dogs. You I'll are. take so the points with both of them. I'll take, take it with Houston and okay. So you're gonna take yeah, both the AFC games, both AFC games. Dogs. I'll yep. take the points. Both right. NFC games. I'll lay the points. Okay, there you go. So uh, favorites in the NFC, dogs yep. in the uh, in the AFC. Yeah. So you yes. Yep. And which is the best outright upset? We did this yesterday, Joe. I know Ariel can hear me. I apologize, homegirl. I got a sneaky feeling about Tennessee. What's the blowout of the afternoon? What's the blowout out of the blowout? San Fran. San Fran. I think I think San Fran gets 37-17. I think San Fran gets it done. Good luck, guys. Come back. Pro football uh, today, all weekend long. Blue will join us. We'll be back Monday breaking it down. Good luck to you. 